reading a couple of alarming headlines over the last couple of days that we are actually not at all close. And for the second time, um, we're hearing that President Trump is nearing a bilateral deal with Mexico. Remember Mexico, who we stand united with? Yeah, Mexico's dumped us like a bad date. But um, And apparently Trump has got this massive deal with the uh, European Union in the works. But we've been sidelined. And now the National Post today is reporting that American officials, and I've read this now uh, in more than one different source, so it's actually starting to get a cohesive message, is that American officials have uh, rejected Canada's bid to take part in any senior level NAFTA talks between Mexico and the U.S. later this week. And it was, I guess, someone in the prime minister's office or someone in the upper echelons of government tried to get Freeland to the table, and it was ignored. It was actually spurned. And one report says it's because the guy in charge, the trade representative, Robert uh, Lightheiser, I'm going to say his name wrong, Lightheiser, does not like Miss Freeland. And that this was also a way that they could pressure Canada to make successions. Either way, we seem to be looking on the outside in. The woman who, to me, is the uh, one adult in the party uh, doesn't have an invitation to the table, and the guy in charge of the country is catching waves again in Tofino, B.C. I don't know if anyone at the federal level has any sense of urgency on this issue, but let's talk to someone who knows far more about this than I do. Cindy Togham Cherniak is a trade lawyer, and she joins me now. Hello there, Cindy. Hi, Alex. How much are we to take or make of these headlines that uh, Canada has kind of been given the naughty chair? Well, there's some truth to the headlines that uh, Canada has been sidelined a bit, but the reason for being sidelined is is up in the air. Is it because uh, Robert Lighthizer does not like Ms. Friedland? Is it because President Trump is still upset with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau? Or is it because, as uh, Secretary Ross has said, Mexico is much more complicated, let us work out the issues relating to labor and autos, um, and then we'll reconvene with Canada after the tough issues with Mexico have been resolved that Canada really doesn't need to be a part of. Okay. And so when we hear reports that they're near a bilateral deal with Mexico, is that rhetoric in your mind? Or could Mexico just say, hey, we're on our own Canada, we're going to go sign this deal? far, it has not been Mexico saying that we're going to sign a U.S.-Mexico deal and throw Canada under the bus. In the past, um, the U.S. has said that they're near a deal with Mexico and Mexico's agreed to certain things. And then when Canada speaks with Mexico, they, you know, Mexico informs Canada, no, that's not the case. And so, so much of the NAFTA negotiations is theater mm-hmm. for a base, sure. whether it be President Trump's base, whether it be Prime Minister Trudeau's base, or whether it is the electorate in Mexico. So I think everybody is playing to their base and um, thinking that the public will accept whatever is being said. Yeah, and then you can't you can't figure out why people are so cynical uh, with politicians, you know, because you get all this politics going on on the backs of the actual taxpayers. But... 
When we get, um, you know, messaging like this, uh, that Canada is not really there, I think there are a lot of people, and, when, and certainly when you raise the issue of, of politics being played, um, I'm not so concerned about Trump because I know his game of crazy and he'll play it regardless, but they can play it because they've got more time and a much bigger economy. But in Canada, we don't have that kind of um, time and luxury to be playing these these games against the U.S., my concern would be, you know, should Mr. Trudeau have taken that deal that was offered during the G7 and gotten a bilateral deal and given us some sense of security rather than, you know, trying to score po- uh, points at home? Well, he definitely uh, poked the bear uh, <laughs> by making the you know, taking that press conference. And uh, most Canadians would not have paid any attention whatsoever to any announcement out of the G7. Yeah. And with President Trump um, going on a Twitter tirade on his way over to Singapore, uh, we all learned about it. And uh, was it much to do about nothing? Who knows? But it definitely has soured the relationship, so much so that even Prime Minister Trudeau is being extremely quiet (laughs) with respect to President Trump and is not wanting to... um, cause his ire again well you know one time is enough and you know in playing to the base it's i think that will go uh, for a couple of cycles of polling but in the long run um we will be feeling a lot of pain um if this thing continues on and if mr trudeau doesn't get it right and you know frankly i don't know if he needs to be at the table um i think other leaders i think probably harper would have been at the table mr martin uh, paul martin would have been at the table jean Chrétien would have been at the table should mr trudeau have been at the table on this thing should he be pushing more well he should have been pushing more and finding a productive solution to some of the hard issues. And one of the very hard issues is supply management. Sure. And supply management, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau does not want to be honest with the uh, Quebec dairy farmers Mm -hmm. that this is a concession that President Trump is demanding, Mm -hmm. and we have to come up with a an appropriate concession that he can take that President Trump can take to Wisconsin. Certainly, and and the Conservative government has also played this base. I mean, they're playing a very a big game with a very small voter base that that has such huge implications for all Canadians. Um, do you get the sense, though, that at the last minute we are going to end up having to sacrifice uh, the dairy farmers to get this deal done? Because, look, I don't know why we would take such huge risks other than to protect the vote out of Quebec. Well, it looks right now that that is what President Trump wants. Mm -hmm. However, if it's put on the table too soon, then President Trump will want something else, too. And the whole question becomes, A, at what point in time do, do we have to put supply management on the table? And B, what becomes of the strategy of the Canadian charm session within the United States, Canadians trying to influence the U.S. election, uh, midterm elections, and saying to President Trump, if you wait too long, maybe you're not going to get what we're willing to offer. And then is President Trump going to play back? And what President Trump's doing right now is quite interesting, is they're on their own offense, you know, and it's not a charm offensive, it's uh, letting Canadians know that our politicians are messing up, because I think that President Trump is saying to 
to Prime Minister Trudeau, well, I'm going to make it more difficult for you in 2019. You think you're going to make it difficult for me? I'm going to succeed in the fall in 2018, but you better watch out as to what I can do in return for the Canadian federal election in 2019. I can make you look bad. Sure. And certainly, um, you know, if people are losing their jobs and businesses are going out of, um, you know, falling into bankruptcy, it, it won't, it, people will not put up with that. But the bottom line is, I think at this point, and, and you've come on with me several times and said this is not an overnight, uh, this is going to take a while. Is it going as you thought it would, or is it taking a path that you think we might be in trouble on? Well, there are so many twists and turns, but the latest reports of, uh, Secretary Lighthizer not liking Canadian officials and the G7 mm-hmm. um, tirade of President Trump does not bode well for, for Canada right oh. now in the NAFTA negotiations. Okay, so let and me stop you there nervous. then. If you were advising the federal government, what should they do? Should they say, all of you guys out, send in a new team made up of, you know, an outside <laughs> you know, batch of people? I think the Canadian government should accept the assistance of Prime Minister Harper, mm-hmm. your former Prime Minister Harper, and uh, some of the conservative officials. We need to expand our team and let the Americans know we're uh, coming in as a group, mm-hmm. and our intention is to find solutions so that there is a win-win-win um, scenario um, that can be agreed upon. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, Cindy, but, you know, I'd well, love you, to be able to fly on the wall of that call to Stephen Harper, but well, ain't going to you, you asked me for the perfect world. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah what, what I would advise the Canadian government, I, I don't expect it to, to actually come about, but, you know, this is what needs to happen because yeah. we need to change the narrative yeah. from where we are right now yeah. to something much more positive. And if President Trump isn't speaking uh, fondly and with Prime Minister Trudeau, and if uh, Secretary Lighthizer does not want to speak with uh, Christy Friedland, we need to have another adult at the table that is a voice that they are willing to listen yeah. to and um, that the Canadian government, the Liberal government, does not slam that person as being an interventionist as opposed to coming out. They should come out and say, this person is helping us. Yeah. We are working together because it, we're all in it for Canada. Yeah. Well, good insight. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That is Cindy Togham uh, Cherniak. And, uh, but look, strategically, great idea. You bring Harper in, it falls apart, you blame him. What do you got to lose? We're on point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.